uh, start uh, with a series that uh, we don't talk a lot about in churches these days, but it's very important. I like the excitement, but remember what the Bible says is the truth that sets men free. And we must preach everything. Jesus said, go teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. So we need to talk about this. And today I want to start with a message, a title, a simple message, The Signs of the Time. The Signs of the Time. The times and the seasons we are living in right now. It is important that we know about this. We want to talk about how to live here our lives and have peace. There's nothing greater than peace, to have peace. To have God in your life and in your family, blessing you and directing your life. He leads us in the paths of righteousness. For whose sake? For his. Not your sake. He wants his name. You are called by his name. And if shame comes upon you, he gets his also. So he wants to minister to you, to make life well with you, so that people will bless his name. That's everything. He leads us in the path of righteousness. You know why that path of righteousness? Because the path of righteousness, they are littered with good stuff for your life. And so, but that's, here, but also realize that God wants you home. He is preparing a home for you. God doesn't like the order of things right now the way they are. Whether you're feeling good about it or not, He doesn't like it. He's waiting for the last person to come in and He's going to change the whole system. And we need to know that. And we need to prepare for it. It's very important. Whereas we talk about how God's going to deal with us. from We wake up solving problems. You wake up, there are things to do. And God will help us with those. But God, when, if you talk to God, He's only interested in one thing. Get through this, come back home. And your mind must be home. This is not your home. This is... You're passing through. This is not your home. Your home is over there. And you're making preparation to go back home. That's what we must prepare to get back home. It's it's something of comfort. This is not to make you feel bad. If you read the scriptures and you really understand it, you will be happy. Because it's really... A good thing. Life is so short. Eternity is eternity. Please realize that. In First Timothy, this is starting uh, introduction here. In First Thessalonians chapter four, beginning from verse sixteen, he says, "For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout." with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ. Notice not all the dead. 
only the dead in Christ. The dead in Christ will rise first. But there will still be those in Christ that are still alive. The dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, that's the body of Christ, that are like Paul who wrote it, is no longer here, right? But it's still we, because we are members of the same family. Amen? We are members of the same family. We who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we'll meet Jesus. He's not coming down to earth. He's not going to touch the earth. He's going to wait for you. Come home. And he's waiting for you up there. And he takes all of us back home. And then the Bible says, Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another. I remember when I was young, you know, and I'm thinking, I hear this message of uh, uh, Jesus coming back. And I'm saying, God, I'm still young. Could you wait until I get married first? And <laughs> okay, right? <laughs> Let me have some life before you come, you know. Wait a little bit. I want to go, but I want to get some stuff done here, you know. But we were, I was respecting that. But the good part of it is this. Jesus told us clearly, if you read in John chapter, chapter 14, he says, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Yeah, you Christians today, but for the Jews, they believe in God. But Jesus said, now believe also in me. Believe in me for what I'm about to tell you. Believe what I'm telling you. This is very important. You really trust in God, Jews, Christians. You trust in God, but believe also in me. And then he goes on to say, why is he telling them to believe? He says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. Uh, not just houses, mansions, okay? Many mansions, he says. If it were not so, basically, if it's not the case, I wouldn't even talk about it. I wouldn't have told you. So he's telling them, he's about to go to, to, the, to the cross, and he's telling them, listen, let me tell you about what's up there for you. There are many mansions in heaven. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. So if I'm going to prepare a place for you, they know I'm coming back again. I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. He stays in his father's house. Many mentions. And you think about it. God created everything that you can see. Six days. The stars. Remember, he says, let there be stars, including the sun. All of those in six days. Now, that's man days, because God was telling in the first day. That's according to the scriptures. God created this whole thing that you see in six days. And for over 2,000 years, remember, dimensions are already there. Is that not what he said? 
in my father's house, there are many mansions. The mansions are already there. Jesus is busy decorating your mansion for 2,000 years. <laughs> the same God who sprung everything into place. He is preparing a mansion for you. In Genesis, the Bible says God planted a garden, remember? For Adam. That's God. He loves us so much. I don't think we can imagine what's in that mansion. And that's where you live forever. It's going to be an incredible place. We've never seen anything like it. You know, the thing about life, we're so focused on what we know, right? And you're wondering, what's going to be in the mansion? How many of you know about cell phone in 2000, I mean 1999 or 1990, right? I remember, you know, driving my, with my daughter uh, through just on 290, and I turned around somewhere and I said, Hey, Gracie, uh, there used to be a payphone over there. And she says, Daddy, what's payphone? <laughs> and I said, Well, and now I'm, I re- I'm really old. <laughs> we, now you can see the world with this little stuff in your hand, right? That's coming from man's head, right? Think about you probably cannot imagine what God has in store for us. There's no, there's no way to enjoy. Now, the kids stay up late doing their video games and all of that at night, right? You will video game yourself out when you get up there. There's so much to We don't have any idea what God is storing for us until we get there. He's going to be something that we have not ever imagined. I'm sure if he shows us a little bit, you'll, say, you'll probably tell him, Lord, can I come home now? I'm ready, okay? He said, what about your wife? He says, she'll be okay. <laughs> can I come home now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> she'll be okay. I'm coming home. This is so fun. Why can't you take both of us at the same time? That would be crazy to talk about it. But because we don't know of it, all right? We haven't seen it yet. We are only experiencing what he's shown us here on earth. And that's all we know. But there is more. The only way to enter into it is by faith and believing it. And meditating on it and thinking about it. Because there's so much that Jesus, who is the God of the universe, who created all things, he's spending 2,000 years plus decorating my mansion and I'm saying, Lord, would you please let my wife's mansion be close to mine so I don't have to walk too far? <laughs> it's going to be an incredible thing. If you read in John chapter uh, 17, uh, verse uh, 24 there, Jesus says something that caught my attention. And he said it to the scripture I just read. He said, I w- if I prepare a place, I will come and I bring you to myself so that where I am, you will be also. Now, in John 17, he is actually praying to his heavenly father. This is an intimate moment between himself and his father. And this was before he went to the cross. This is Jesus' personal prayer that's recorded for us between himself and his father. 
And he was praying to his father for the glory that he had with the father before he came into the world. He was praying for us into our time, praying for us to be part of him. And then he said this in verse 24. He says, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. That they may behold my glory. He wants us to see him the way he is, truly is. Now I'm telling you, him saying that, when you see his face and his glory, you don't want to do anything else. You know, people spend so much money and travel just to look at July 4th fireworks, right? And you stay there enjoying the fireworks, seeing his glory. That's more than that. You will stay for a thousand years. You can't even turn your head away from it. Just seeing his glory. Jesus said, I want them to be there to see me the way I really am. That's beyond our thinking. We can't imagine it right now. But to be separated from that and to live with the enemy in hell for the rest of eternity just because you want to live your life the way you like it and don't even listen to God. I think I, I was, I was uh, when my kids were little, I, I watched uh, 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 Lion King a lot because, uh, I mean, that's all we watched. Lion King, the kings were little. Akuna Matata, you know what that is? <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and then you remember, uh, there was one part, if you have seen the movie, and, and uh, Simba was going to fight for his, take back his kingdom. And the whole place was devastated. And I don't know which of the ones the character said to him, you're going to fight for this? There's nothing here. It's like a wilderness. You're going to fight for this? question is, you're going to give what God provided for you for what you're living right now for? Is that worth it? Did not Jesus say, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and suffer the loss of his soul? Meaning, if you have all the fun on this earth, if you have everything given to you so you can have fun, he can't touch the throne you have when you get to the kingdom of God. That's what he means. You're going to give this to miss that? That's silly. That's how important it is. For God to put his son on the cross so that you can have that and you let it go. The regret in hell is going to be forever. You'll regret it. it will, that will probably be more painful to you than hell itself. Because you had an opportunity to make the right decision and all, you, all that it took, well, all that it would have taken for you was to say, Jesus, I want you in my life. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want to serve you. And for that, you stay for him. You give up all of that because you want to have this little fun for just a short time. 
that's not wise. It's amazing because that's what this message is. We are in the last days. And Christians are forgetting about where they're going. Some of them are playing games. Their lives in the church different from what they are like at home. They are one way in church, another way. You're throwing your life away. You're throwing your life away. And guess what? If you are an adult, you are influencing your children. They know when you are raising your hands in church, glory to God. And they say, huh? Is mama doing that? She's like a witch at home, but now look. <laughs> She's giving glory to God. Please don't think about my wife. She's not. <laughs> my wife says, oh, my goodness. We have a good family. But you can't... You, the Bible talks about this scripture. To, he, to the one who is pure, all things are pure. To the one who is defiled, there is nothing pure. So you say that, say, I'm sure his wife is that which he's talking about. No, she's not. Amen? We have a good house, good family. But that's what's going on. We have to live for Jesus. Because of what we are going to be. Where we're going. There is something beautiful waiting for us in heaven. Now let me tell you this. Jesus is only coming for those who are looking for him. If it's not in your mind, you stand a chance of missing it. Believers call it the rapture. And it's going to happen. We don't know when. But let me tell you, we're coming to this, this cross of this message. He's going to be just like every other day. You won't even know anything significant is about to take place. There is no way. There is nothing that will tell you this is about to take place. Jesus is only coming for those who are looking for him. That's what the scripture says. Please give me Hebrews. Uh, I believe it's Hebrews chapter 9. Um, verse 28. It says, So Christ was offered once to bear sins of many. And to those who eagerly wait or eagerly look for him, he will appear. So when the rapture comes, two people will be in the house, they wake up, and the person's clothes on the bed, but the person is gone. And they're going to be wondering, what happened here? This is going to happen. It's going to be an ordinary day, nothing different, just like yesterday. And all of a sudden, the whole thing is changed. And there is nothing you can do about it. It's too late. Because Jesus is coming. Yes, we want to be successful. God wants you to be successful. But be successful in Him. Not sinning and doing crazy stuff and thinking God's going to, God's blessing me because I don't, everything seems to be going well. Well, God will tolerate it. Remember, the Bible is very clear. The goodness of God is what leads to repentance. He's patient with you, but if you don't, God says, my soul, my spirit will not always strive with man, 
Finally, Revela- I mean, uh, Romans chapter 1 is very clear. He says, because they will not retain God in their memory, what did God do? He gave them over. Yeah, do whatever you want to do. He let you be yourself. And so people become, read Je- Je- Romans chapter 1. He gave them over to a reprobate mind, to abuse their own bodies, man with man. <laughs> it's strange to hear words. We are really in the last days. I hear my president talking about a marriage and he's saying he's, his husband, I say, his what? You should be saying his wife. What do you mean his husband? We are in the last days. Good is considered evil, and evil is good. When you hear it and it's accepted, don't think everything is okay. There is something happening in the heavenlies, and Jesus is ready, just like in the days of Noah. I'm through with this. I'm going to change everything because they're not listening. It's very important. We are truly in the last days. Only those who are looking for him. Key thing is, we don't know when, according to the scripture. Nobody knows when it's going to be. Because God has kept it a secret. There's a scripture in Deuteronomy 29, verse 29. He says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. We don't, for me as a Christian, once I know God is not wanting me to know that, I just don't bother about it. Just leave it in his hand. I live my life for Christ. What he doesn't want me to know, I don't want to know anything about it. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things that are revealed, revealed, they belong to us. They are like our personal property. When God reveals something to you, that thing can make your life. That thing can make life beautiful for you if you will accept it. Remember what it says. The things that are revealed belong to us. So that we can do everything that the Lord demands. So everything that God has revealed to us is for us. And once I get a hold of it, I'm free. There was a time in my life when I was afraid of demons. If they, if they manifest themselves in my room, boy, either I will be calling Jesus, Jesus, uh, uh, blood of Jesus and all of that. And if something moves in my room and there is no person there, like a pencil flies from one end, to the other, and it's like, oh my God, I'm getting out of this room. But now, I know Jesus has given me power over them. I'm not going to be scared. If he throws a pencil across the room, and I can't see him, I say, oh, I know you, this, the devil. Let me show you how he's done. I will get a big, something heavier than that, and throw it around the room. And tell him, why don't you try it? And see if you can do this. I don't have fear anymore because when you know the truth, you are free. And you don't have to be afraid. That's what this is all about. There are things that God doesn't want us to know. And one of the things is the coming of the Lord Jesus. We wouldn't know that. In Acts chapter 1 verse 7, the disciples wanted to know from Jesus uh, after he appeared with them. And Jesus told them, It is not for you to know the time or the season which the Father has put in his own power. 
or authority. But you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You know, how many of you heard about Y2K? Uh, you forgot? Young people won't know about it. You're laughing. But Y2K was terrifying. I'm telling you. My thing is this. God says nobody knows. So when I hear a man saying, uh, uh, Jesus is going to come back on this date, I decide he's not coming back. So let's take <laughs> I'm not going to do anything about it because I know for sure God's not going to confirm his word. Nobody knows. And it's not for us to know. You know, when you start digging and wanting to know, guess who's going to try to make you know? Satan. Because God has already said, that's not for you. So you're trying to go where he doesn't want you to go. And Satan wants to be like God. So he says, you really want to know how to you. But he's the devil that's talking to you. So whenever they make that prediction, I'm not going there. Y2K was real terrifying. Everybody, I mean, 2000. We were thinking the world was going to come to an end. And finally, my wife says, you're not going to just get water? Just let's get water? Because all this stuff that they're saying. I went to Walmart. It was like it was like the desert. There was nothing there. I couldn't get water. And, and all of a sudden, you know how the devil whispers to your heart. What if this thing is true? I said, no, 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 you're a liar. <laughs> get behind me, Satan. <laughs> and then we'll sat by the television watching. Let's see. <laughs> so, whoa, now. China is God in know the year, nothing happened. Oh, I told them, I told them. Right? And nothing happened. Nobody knows. Except God. However, we need to be looking for that day. Amen? We need to be looking for that day. Remember the parable of the ten virgins? I'll stop there this morning. Five were foolish. They were supposed to sit there waiting for him to arrive. They didn't have oil in their lamps. The reason is they were negligent when it comes to spiritual things. That's what oil means, spirit, right? They were negligent. Don't go to church. Stay home. Just have fun. God understands. He doesn't understand. He died on the cross, right? Paid that awesome price. And you think when he's commanded us to gather more often, because the, the, when you see the days approaching, you can read the scripture in, in, in Rome, I mean, uh, Hebrew chapter 10. He says, gather more often. It's strange what I hear today, and that tells me that the end is near. A Christian tells you, well, God tells me not to join with the women in their fellowship. What God told you that? What God how can God, you're trying to be spiritual, uh, but you are becoming super spiritual. God cannot tell you not to meet with your brother and your sister. If it, maybe God told you, but it's not the God of the Bible. Some other God told you that. But these are the things you hear, which are indications of the signs of the end. Some people think they will have to be so spiritual, and they talk, and it doesn't make sense. You telling me God told me to wear a blue shirt? I'll tell you, did God not give you a brain? Why does he have to? He gave you brain. Take your blue shirt or whatever you need to wear. 
you're trying to act so spiritual. We miss it. Keep it simple. Obedience. That's all God's asking for. Keep it simple. Don't be too super spiritual. I told somebody, you're first a man, a a human being, before you're spiritual. Don't act like a spirit. You are not one. Keep it simple so that God can reach you. Otherwise, you'll miss him completely. Keep it simple. And I shared with this person, don't you realize, Jesus referred to himself more as the son of man than he referred to himself as the son of God. And to the Jew, when they heard son of man, they are not mad with him because he's saying, I'm a man, human being. But when he says son of God, they hear he's saying he's God. And they say, we'll stone you. Jesus said, why? Because you are a man and you are saying you are God. But if you are a spirit, you got no rights to operate here. This is our world. God made it for us. God says, I search for a man, right, to bridge the gap, right? I searched for a man to bridge the gap, but I couldn't find one. So, he came as a man. He came as a man. And so, Jesus said, because I'm a man, I have authority on the earth. Remember, if two shall agree concerning anything, where? On the earth. Two. Satan is the one that is coming through, not coming through the door. By birth, into our world, he wants to climb the other way. He is not the shepherd, Jesus said. Because the shepherd comes through the door. And Jesus came through the door. He was born into our world as a man. So he has authority. So when we listen to people who act that way, and we listen to them and receive from them, that's a sign of the last day. You are going to imbibe a spirit that is not of God. And believe me, you can fight a baby demon. You can wrestle with a baby demon. They'll take over. We need to be careful. We need to stay with the word. We need to stay with the word and just the word alone. My thing is, if you can't show me in the scripture, I'm not listening to you. I want to show me from the scripture. But if I see it from the scripture, even my son can make me change my mind. That was good. I caught it. (laughs) If you don't praise me, I'll praise myself. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But even if my son convinces me based on scripture, and I can see it, humility, not him, humility to the word says, I change my opinion. I will accept it. This is what it's all about. We are in the last days. We're starting this morning, but there are a lot of things I want to share with us for us to understand what's going on in the, in the, in the, in the church. Jesus talked about prophets. I was shocked to see a prophet, a supposed prophet of God, in the United States, gathering a lot of people, uh, somebody caught him or they got a video of him in, a, uh, uh, in the temple receiving prayer from a Hindu priests and prophesying in the United States. 
we are truly in the last days. It's true. Jesus has already prophesied it. And I'm going to come back again. He says, in the generation where all of these things, not some of them, when you see all of these things happening at the same time, just know the end is here. And it's time for us Christians, it's, it's time to, to wake up from our sleep and begin to serve God fervently. It's not about church. I'm not concerned about, I want God to bring people so we all grow together. It's not a bad number. I want to go to heaven. That's number one for me. That's number one for me. I want to see Jesus face to face. That's, that's number one. It's been, I've been a Christian for a while now. It's like yesterday. And I pray to God constantly. Pour your fire into my heart. I'm not comparing myself with anybody. It's me and him. That's what is important. Stir up the gift that God has put in you. And make sure, let me say this as I close, it's so important. If, if it ever happens to you, after you've been in a church, and you made the right decision, and you walk back on it, if you don't get him, your feeling in hell for pain will be worse than Satan's. You had a chance. You blew it. Satan didn't have any chance. None. Time has come for us to really get very serious. The Bible is clear. In the last days, the love of many will grow cold. That's what he says. Jesus can't lie. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to people, just like you and me. You know what I do? I take that same scripture and I tell Jesus, you know, I know you can't lie. But please don't allow this scripture to be fulfilled in my life. I don't want this. You have to say it with your mouth to him, what you want. And ask him to help you. And stay focused on it. Anyone could be lost. The Bible says there are some... Uh, I believe that is, um, let me think, um, First Timothy, I think, I believe, 1 verse 19, it says, it says, because some people, they hold faith without a good conscience. They made shipwreck of their faith. Hope, having faith without a good conscience. So Christians, you, you know you're telling a story, but you won't quit. Telling a lie. After a while, your conscience is no longer there. You may shipwreck of your faith. You go to church. But remember, many are called and few are chosen. I know this is a difficult message to you, but we are in the last days, okay? But we need to be aware of this. The Bible says we prepare ourselves, get ready for heaven. It's good to talk about the, the blessings of God. I do that. But this is also very important. If God blesses you and you miss heaven, we've wasted our time. We've wasted our time. It's time to start seeking God. It's time to start praying. It's time to start living a life that's pleasing to God. 
It's time to start turning away from sin. It's time to be the same person everywhere you go. At work and at home. At church. Being the same person. It's very important that we do that. Amen? And may God give all of us grace. And may God multiply His grace upon us. For we can't do this without Him. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And for everyone, this, this is the way I approach God. I don't know if it's the right way, but that's, that's what I do. When I see a scripture, like I told you, the love of many will wax cold, I find a time to be with God by myself. And I tell him, listen, I don't want this for my life. I'll give you an example. Many have heard about how pastors have affairs, right? And they fall, right? He's had an affair and he fell. And right at the time we started our church, there were so many pastors that had done things uh, and falling from the faith. Big congregations. And, and my wife finally told me one day, says, good luck, you need to be aware. You need to be very careful. Be aware of yourself. I didn't say a word. I was really frightened inside. I said, I have, I have joined the company of the endangered species. <laughs> now as a pastor... But then I went to God and I told him, you know, I'm not more spiritual than these other guys. I know me. These are great men. How they got where they did this, I have no idea. But could you keep me so I, can, I will never be in that kind of a thing in my entire life? Please help me. I don't want to have that. I don't want my, your name blasphemed through what I have done. I don't want that. Please, please God help me. You know, after that, I came up with peace in my heart. Because the Bible says, whatever you commit to God, He is able to keep until that day. So I have committed that to Him, and I've lost the fear. God's going to keep me. I can't keep myself, but He will keep me. That's the way it works. So today, why don't you commit yourself to Him and say, God, some people will not make it, but I don't want to be in that company. I want to make it. And today, I'm giving my life totally to you. I want you to take over and help me in this work. I want to see you face to face. No fear when I see you. Adam was afraid after he sinned, right? He hid himself. I don't want to hide. I want to say, Jesus is there. I'm going to see him. Amen? Stand up with me this morning. We're going to do that. Every one of us. Make a commitment. Because it could happen any time. It could happen today. We may get through finishing the message this morning. And then it happened in, later in the evening. We don't know. But it's right time for this to happen. And we really need to be serious about serving God. I don't pray to, be, to show somebody that I'm spiritual. I pray for my survival. Amen. And for God to bless me and bless the, the work of God. Amen. Let's lift our hands up this morning. It's going to be real short. But tell God from your heart. Let it come from your heart. Let him hear your voice. Tell him from your heart. God, I want to be in that number. I want to be with you when it's all over. Help me. Guide me. Multiply your grace upon my life. I want to live for you. Not for the other person. Don't compare yourself with anybody else. They are not your standard. You have Jesus as your standard. 
and talk to him. And believe me, he is faithful. He can help you. And I want him to help me. We are all in this together. But I want to see him face to face without fear in my heart. I want to see him. I want to stay away from that which is evil. If you really mean it this morning, can you lift your hands a little bit up? Let's talk to our Father. Holy Spirit, we thank you and we welcome you here right now. You are here among us, no doubt about it. Because you said where two or three are gathered together, you are there in the midst of them. So we know, Lord Jesus, that you're here. For everyone that's hearing my voice this morning, God, I pray that everyone's name will be written in your book of life. That no one will be lost. According to your word, you said to your father, Lord Jesus, all that you have given to me, I have kept. And no one is lost except the, the son of perdition. God, I declare that there are no sons of perdition here this morning. In the name of Jesus, everyone committing his or our life to our God. That we might live a life that's pleasing to you. Pour your fire into our hearts. Would you say that with me? Pour your fire into my heart so I'll serve you with sincerity and faithfulness. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. I know when we ask, you will hear us. Whatever we ask, we receive according to your word. And you cannot lie. God, I pray you bless your people today. Let this be a joyful day. God, help us to serve you with joy and gladness, every one of us. And let us be just like David. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Let that become a part of our lives. Let that swallow us up in Jesus' name. We thank you. We commit our lives to you this morning to serve you sincerely, faithfully, forever and ever. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. If you're sick in the body,